You are listening to a rebroadcast of one of my previous episodes. While I'm out on maternity leave, I just had my baby, um, I'll be replaying some of my most popular episodes. And even if you've already listened to all the episodes, you might hear something that you missed before. I know when I go back and listen to podcast episodes, even for the second time, there's always little tidbits in there. So whether this is your first time listening or you know your second or third time listening to these episodes, I really hope you guys enjoy. And I'm really looking forward forward to getting back to all of you guys and um, releasing some new content very, very soon. So I hope you enjoy. You are listening to episode 48, Household Chores with Ashley Bufa. Welcome to the Growing Our Family podcast, Parenting Edition, where we discuss parenting topics starting from delivery. I'm your host, Brittany, and I'm a brand new mom to a beautiful baby boy. Parenting's hard, and I end up doing hours of research on everything that comes my way. Join me on a weekly chat where I'll share my knowledge and personal experiences with all of you. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Growing Our Family podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, then I hope you enjoy. If you want to be a part of the show, whether that's sharing a story, leaving some feedback, or maybe even asking a question, you can send an email to Brittany at growingourfamily.com, or you can like and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and my social handle is growingourfamily, and that's growing the letter R family. We also have a Facebook group for all you moms out there. Whether you're trying to conceive, expecting, have a newborn, or even older babies and toddlers, you're welcome to join in on the conversation. The group is called Growing Our Family Podcast, a community for moms, and I'll link to it in the show notes today. And now on to today's topic. We have Ashley Bufa here on the show to talk all about getting your kids to do household chores. And this may seem like something that comes later on down the road, but she has actually found a way to get even her toddlers to help out around the house. So I'm here to ask her all these questions about how to get our kids to help out a little bit because as moms, we know how crazy life can be and how busy we are. And if only we could get a couple extra sets of hands, that would be such an amazing thing. And it not only teaches our kids how to help contribute to the house and to the chores that we have going on, but also just lifelong skills of how to tidy up after themselves. <laughs> Don't make that big of a mess because you're going to be the one cleaning it up later, that sort of thing. So without further ado, I'm just going to roll the interview and I hope you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode. We have Ashley Bufa here to talk to us all about chores and how to organize your life and your family and get your kids involved. How's it going, Ashley? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you today, not only for the podcast, but for myself as well, because my son, I think, is getting to that age where we can start getting him to help out a little bit. That's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't we start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay. Well, I have 10 children. My youngest was just born nine weeks ago. His name's wow. George. He's so cute. <laughs> His cheeks are really starting to chunk out. Um, my oldest is 17. And I've been working from home for the last seven years. So um, I had to figure out real quick how to get systems into place so that everything ran seamlessly and automatically. And it took many, many, many years of trial and error to get to that point. But 
thankfully, we're there <laughs> most days. It seems to run, um, you know, like an automatic system, which is fantastic. And so, you know, now we're just quarantining <laughs> like everyone else. Oh, that's awesome. And has your, has it been a little different now that you're quarantining? Uh, where, are your kids, um, they're home full time. Were they in school or do you homeschool? No, we homeschool. Um, we, we always have homeschooled. Um, so it's not drastically different. We can't go to the co-ops that we used to do and, you know, any of the outside activities. So that's certainly different, but the educational piece is the same for us. So, um, there hasn't been the disruption on that front. Like there have, has been for so many other families, unfortunately for them. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, so let's start a little bit about uh, talking about chores and how you kind of got into creating, um, I guess, this like family day of uh, doing chores and organizing your life and just this awesome schedule that it seems like you guys have. Yeah, it. you know, like I said, it took a lot of trial and error to get here, but um, I was inspired to get started in pulling my children into doing chores um, after realizing that it was more work than one person could do on their own. And really, no one person should ever have to be responsible (laughs) for keeping the entire household clean and running. You know, that should be a family job. And so I decided that, um, you know, I have this workforce, I have these children they live here. They're making messes and making laundry and eating food. There's no reason why I shouldn't use this opportunity to teach them how to have these life skills because they really are life skills. Um, I honestly, I look at, I look at chores less as um, like a short term term gain. I look at it more in terms of I'm teaching these children that I have under my care, how to be successful adults one day, because um, success means having an orderly life and, you know, an orderly home. And so if I'm not teaching them while they're here and they're not learning to pitch in, what is that going to mean for them as adults? You know, how's that going to translate once they're on their own? And so I look at it in terms of life skills and, you know, I'm playing the long game with them and I want to really make sure that I'm equipping them to go on (laughs) to have successful lives and to also be you know, good partners one day, you know, if they get married, you know, to be a good husband or a good wife, meaning not expecting the other to do all of the work. (laughs) And, you know, just having the attitude that this is part of life is, you know, cleaning up, keeping things tidy, working together as a team. And I realized that once we started having a team mentality, instead of, um, you know, instead of mom does all the work or dad does all the work or an us versus them mentality of, you know, I'm going to just, you know, sit here while you kids do all of the work. Instead, we work together as a team and we all contribute. And that means, you know, if one of us is working, we're all working. And so the job gets done so much faster and, you know, more completely because, I'm only one person with only two hands. And so I can only do so much at once. Whereas if I get my children and, you know, I have 10, which is a lot, it's a whole lot, you know, but even if you just have one or two or three, that's that many more hands that you didn't have before. So if everybody's, if everybody is putting their hands to work, the job gets done so much faster. And then, you know, we can all move on to the fun part of our day. (laughs) 
Oh, definitely. And I feel like, like you said, it teaches them so much about being responsible. And and also, it probably prevents them from making as big of a mess sometimes because yes. they know that they're in charge of cleaning it back up. Mom's not going to swoop in behind them and tidy up behind them. Exactly. It is very preventative, <laughs> which is a huge bonus. <laughs> definitely. So when you first started um, doing this with, with your kids, how old were they? Um, I how old, I guess, was your oldest and how old was your youngest when you decided to start getting them involved? Well, my oldest was probably 10 years old when um, we, when I really started, when I said, okay, this is do or die. Like I have to figure this out. We're going to figure out how to do this one way or the other. Before that, I would try, you know, I had tried so many different chore systems before I had tried doing it all myself, you know, so we were very, very hit or miss. It was not systematized at all. There was no routine in it. But once we released, once I said, okay, we are going to figure this out. We're going to make this work. My oldest was about 10 years old. And I'm assuming that I had a baby at that time because <laughs> throughout the history of motherhood for me, I've had a baby. Um, so, <laughs> so probably from 10 down the baby. And I would say I probably had seven kids at that time. Oh, wow. And was it hard to get your older kids, I guess, accustomed to this new like way of doing chores every day? Or was it a little bit easier for them because it was more of a schedule than just saying like, hey, I need you to do this. It was more expected, I guess, every day. Well, I would say it's two parts. So it was it was hard in the sense that my kids were used to me trying to implement systems. <laughs> and so, you know, their attitude was kind of one of, oh, here we go again. Mom has this new thing that she wants to wants us to do. I wonder how long this is going to last, you know? And I think a lot of moms probably go through that same thing, you know, because we're trying, we're trying to find something that works. And so, um, you know, more times than not, our kids kind of treat it as, okay, here we go again. I wonder, you know, how long this is going to last. And so they did definitely have that doubt. Once they realized, though, that I was not giving up and that this was going to work and was going to, you know, I was going to make it happen, they did fall into line. And I, w I used a whole lot of different um, techniques that I've just picked up over the year because my big goal was that I wanted to make chores a habit because the things that are habits in our lives they're so much easier to accomplish when it's a habit. You know, I mean, you don't think to yourself every morning, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth today. I'm going to make sure it happens. Let me write it on my to-do list. I need to set some time aside to make this happen. I need to reward myself once I brush my teeth. You know, you don't, it's not a big to-do, right? Because brushing mm -hmm. your teeth, is just a habit and you do it every day and you don't even think about it anymore. And that's really how I wanted my children and want my children to view their chores is this is just a habit. After breakfast, we get up, Susie wipes the table, Johnny sweeps the floor, Mary does the dishes. You know, I mean, that's just, they don't even have to think about it anymore because it's automatic. So, um, and you know, the easiest way to build habits is to make them small and gradual, make small gradual changes over time. And so because I was determined to make these habits you know, it was more of um, small incremental change than one big paradigm shift, if that makes sense. 
Oh, definitely. And do you alternate like what chores each kid does? Or is it every single day one kid wipes the table and one kid does the dishes? Or do you let them kind of take turns or trade off if they want? I realized that taking turns is part of the big reason why other chore systems don't work. Um, I don't rotate through chores. I make sure that um, that the child that is doing breakfast dishes, for instance, they stay in breakfast dishes for about a year. And the reason that I do that is because I want them to build fluency. When we have fluency in a task, it means that we can do it without even thinking about it because um, we have muscle memory built up and because we have figured out the most efficient way to get it done. And that's how I want my children to do their chores. I want them to do it every day um, or, you know, in the case of some of the chores, they don't, they're not every day, but I want that child doing that chore because I want them to learn how to do it right. First of all, how to do it well and how to do it quickly. If you, if you don't give your child the opportunity to learn those things, they're going to constantly be frustrated because they're always going to be slower <laughs> than if they had built fluency in the task. And so I feel like that eliminates a lot of the common problems that moms have. Um, when they give their children chores, because one of the one of the things that I hear over and over and over again is, well, I, I, they, my kids have chores, but they only do them halfway. They don't do them well. They complain about it the whole time. It takes them forever to get it done. And by assigning the child certain chores that they keep for like a year at a time, that eliminates all of those problems. Because once they can do it well and do it fast, they realize like, it literally takes me three minutes to clean a bathroom because I do it often. I do it well. I know what I'm doing now. Whereas, you know, if you're constantly switching your child around, they never really get to the point where it's automatic. So it eliminates a lot of frustration, um, both on mom's part and on the child's child's part by making sure that they're doing the same job every day. Oh, definitely. And so do you, it sounds like you kind of have cleaning sessions during certain times of the day. Um, you know, after breakfast or probably after lunch and dinner. Um, do you also just have like keep everything tidy? You know, if you pull your toys out, make sure to put them back. Is it kind of a mixture of all of that, just where you're picking up and cleaning throughout your whole day as part of your routine? Um, I wouldn't say it's all day long. It really is more. Um, I call them anchor times of the day, which is breakfast, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Um, because those are events that are happening every day regardless of what we're doing. You know, we always have breakfast, we always have lunch, always have dinner, always go to bed. So if you if you group chores and chore times around those events that are always happening in your day, then you don't have to really remember to do them anymore. Your child can't say, oh, well, I forgot to sweep the floor after lunch because it's, it's tied into lunch. So it's like, if you remember to eat lunch, then you remember to do your chore after lunch because it's part of the same event. Um, if, if my little ones, I have a four and a five-year-old and um, you know, they're still at that age where they, <laughs> they haven't tied the cause and effect together yet of if I make a big mess, I have to clean that mess up. And so if I walk into the living room and I see that, you know, they've created a Lego disaster, um, then I will say, okay, before we, before you go outside and ride your bicycles, you have to clean this up. And so there is a little bit more um, instruction that goes into having, you know, a four and a five-year-old, and there is a little bit more guidance. But for the rest of the kids, they all know exactly when their chore times 
happen. And as long as those chore times happen throughout the day, the house never really gets messy. Um, you know, the four and the five-year-olds are wild cards. <laughs> they will be for another few years. But um, for the most part, because everything else is so tied to just the way that we live, um, you know, the house just doesn't ever get to a point where it's like, okay, we need to clean the house because <laughs> it just happens. Oh, definitely. And um, is it, I, I guess my question is, do they ever get to the point where like, they don't want to clean. Like, I feel like at the beginning, it would be really easy to get into the motion. But then after a while, like maybe talking to their friends, they find out that, you know, their friends don't have to do anything like that. Do you ever have that sort of resistance or kind of rebellion against having to do um, all these chores that maybe some of their friends don't necessarily have to do on a daily basis? It does come up occasionally. And it happens more often with the younger children than with the older children. Um, I do have one um, 13 year old who um, tends to get a little bit sassy here and there just to test the boundaries. <laughs> but um, whenever that happens, I go into what I like to call old school mom mode, which means basically um, if you if you've seen the movie Mary Poppins, if you've seen the movie Ma Nanny McPhee, Sound of Music, it's all the same kind of um, you know it's it's a lighthearted, whimsical character. However, she means business. Mm -hmm. Um, my kids have learned that I mean business and even though I am fun and I'm cheerful, they are going to do what I tell them to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to make sure to pull on my old school mom hat and, um, make sure that they understand that this is actually not negotiable and they don't get to argue about it. They don't get to bargain. They don't get to, you know, do anything but the job and they don't get to do anything else until the job is done. Um, you know, the old, the younger ones are still learning that because they've had less years with me, <laughs> but the older ones know the drill. <laughs> oh, definitely. And do you mix in more like some of the deep cleaning as well? Like something that maybe doesn't have to be done every day, but like scrubbing toilets or like dusting the top shelves, things like that. Um, do you mix that in like on the weekends or like certain times, like every week you assign one deep clean, anything like that? Or is that something that maybe you just kind of take on the task? Yes. So my, my older teens, my 17 year old and my 15 year old, um, and my 13 year old too, they do most of those deep cleaning tasks. Um, once a week, they, um, they will dust and they will sweep and mop. Our house is all hardwood floors on the top and the bottom floor. Um, so it's, it's a lot of mopping, um, but that happens every week by the older teens. Um, and the beauty of it is they have, the older teens really have those once a week jobs. They don't have the daily stuff unless it's just pitching in, you know, like taking out the trash, that type of stuff, the stuff that pops up and like, Hey, I need you to do this. So they're not doing those daily chores. They're not doing dishes anymore, but they do do the once a week jobs. Um, my 17 year old, he cleans out and vacuums the van every week. Um, and it's, it's great because that gives them more freedom. They've kind of earned the freedom and they really mm -hmm. enjoy only having to do the jobs once a week. And I've told them too, um, because I am, I'm a big proponent of giving your teenagers more freedom and more choice in how they govern themselves and govern their days. I tell them you can do this whenever you want to do this. It just has to be done by Saturday at five o'clock, you know, each week. As long as it's done, then you can decide when you want to get it done. You can't do it like back to back. <laughs> you can't do it Sunday and then Monday. 
but um, you know, you're in charge of this. I'm not going to remind you. And the beauty of it is I don't have to remind them because they get it done. Um, I don't ever have to say, Hey, did you remember to do that? Because they've gotten to the point now where first of all, they know that they're required to help out. Second of all, they understand that they are part of this family. And so they have to contribute. And third of all, they actually appreciate the cleanliness of the house. They've gotten to the point where, you know, they don't want the floors to have sticky stuff on them. They don't want the van to be a total disaster. Um, and so they do it. It's more like, you know, it's a, they're willing participants now, whereas, you know, the middle kids and the younger kids are like, I don't really understand why we have to do this. <laughs> so the older ones have been in the system and in the family long enough to really see the benefits of it. And, you know, I don't have to ask them to do it at all. They just do it. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I'm sure just all this time of like having this organization and having a daily schedule really helps with them being able to organize and schedule their own lives. You know, you give them the freedom, but they've learned those skills versus yes, some exactly. kids that never have the chance don't really understand or they're big procrastinators or things exactly. like that. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And my 13 year old, he has just within the last 16 months start or not 16, six, six months started to learn this lesson. Um, like I said, we homeschool and I've always told my older kids, you know, if you want to, you can get up early and get all of your school done and then be free for the rest of the day. And my older two caught onto this really, really quickly and have taken advantage of it. But my 13-year-old has kind of dragged his feet. And he was the one that up until six months ago, I was having to constantly stay behind him for all of his schoolwork. But he finally learned. <laughs> so he gets up, he sets his alarm at six, gets up every morning, gets his schoolwork done, gets his chores done, and then now is free. So he's finally seeing the beauty of that, of how discipline leads to freedom. <laughs> oh, definitely. And that's such a great life skill to have, you know, when it, it comes to work and just getting, getting the things done. I'm, I'm very guilty of being a procrastinator. And on the weekends, when I have things to do and laundry to get done, I wait till the end of the day. And then I'm like, Oh, man, I really wish I could relax right now. But right. I'm stuck exactly. Doing laundry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what age can children start doing chores? And, and what are some of the examples of like age appropriate chores for younger kids, toddler age kids? Sure. So I mean, honestly, as soon as a child is like old enough to make a mess, he's old enough to start doing chores. <laughs> you know, so the first chore should always be picking up your toys when you're done playing with them. Um, and you know, if you start really young like that, it's, it is such a beautiful transition because they have never learned any different, right? If you, if you know, your little nine or 10 month old baby, you get out a little bucket of toys for them and then you show them how to pick them up when, when the baby's done playing, you know, that's starting at the very beginning and they always learn pick up after myself. Um, so I'd say, you know, as soon as your baby is making a mess, your baby should be picking up, <laughs> but you know, it's obviously done in a fun way. You know, you make it into a game and they love it. They think you're still playing. Um, and then I, you know, one of the best ways for toddlers to help out is giving them a wet washcloth. And, you know, when you're in the kitchen cleaning up, just say, Hey, can you start wiping these counters down for me? Or not counters, but the cabinets, you know, the lower cabinets that they can reach and show mm -hmm. them the baseboards and 
um, you know, get them once they're, once they're tall enough, get them one of those little miniature broom and dust pans and a little feather duster. And I mean, they, when they're at that age, they think it's play, like they genuinely love it. And if you make it fun and praise them, they like, I mean, they eat that up. They absolutely love it. If you get one of those little stick vacuum cleaners, like the real one, not the toy one. Um, but you know, a three-year-old can push that around and, you know, are they going to vacuum the rug perfectly? No, but they're still vacuuming. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, it's, it's still helpful. Um, so I always try to get tools that are, you know, their size, the little um, hand dust buster things. Those are great to give a toddler and just say, Hey, go around and suck up anything that you see, <laughs> you know, and just encouraging that is, is huge. And then one of the first chores that I like formally assign um, is emptying the bathroom trash cans and the bedroom trash cans into a bigger trash bag. And normally I have the four-year-olds start doing that and they do that daily, which at our house, it needs to be done daily. Um, you know, in smaller households, it could probably just be done once or twice a week and be fine. Um, but that's, that's always the first chore that I start out the four-year-olds with. And then from there, um, we go into wiping the table off after a meal, you know, they can, I mean, mine just kind of like climbs up on the table and wipes it off, which I'm fine with as long as they have on clean socks and, you know, they wipe off the table and they wipe off the benches and chairs. Um, and then learning how to sweep the floor properly is another one that's right around that age, around like the, um, five to six age range, um, unloading the dishwasher usually comes next. And I have them unload the dishwasher before I have them start on dishes. Um, when I start a child on dishes, they're normally about seven years old. And I have them start with lunch dishes because that's the easiest meal in our house to clean up. Usually it's just plates, <laughs> maybe a cutting board. Um, and from there they go to breakfast and then from there they go to dinner dishes. Um, but you know, I mean, it really, it's just a matter of what needs to be done. <laughs> what can, and you know, it can be part of a bigger job. You know, if, if mom, if you're, if all of your kids are younger um, and you want some help with dishes, you know, teach your kids how to scrape the plates off into the trash can and, you know, arrange the silverware in one sink and the plates in another, you know, I mean, there's always something they can do. You can hand the silverware to your children to put in the dishwasher you can start teaching them how to load a dishwasher by handing them a plate and say, okay, the plates go here, the cups go here. Um, you know, there's always an incremental way to work them into bigger chores. If you're cleaning a bathroom, you can teach your child how to clean the sink with a step stool and, you know, a spray bottle and a, and a cloth um, or how to clean off the mirrors or the windows with, you know, just a wet microfiber cloth if you're worried about your children using any chemicals. Um, so there's always something that can be done, um, you know, no matter how young they are. I mean, even just, I mean, think about it. If, if you haven't wiped your baseboards off, you know, in months, just give them that wet washcloth and say, hey, start here. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. And I mean, one thing that I, I talk about this a ton in my program, but use the timer. Uh, timers motivate little kids, like it, it motivates everybody, but little kids, you can make a game out of anything. You can say, Hey, let me, you want me to time you and see how long it takes you to wipe this baseboard off from this wall to this wall. And like, they will do that all day long because it's a game now. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there's, there's tons and tons and tons of ways to get the little kids involved. Oh, definitely. My son, he's a uh, 15 months old and we, he helps out quite a bit around the house and it wasn't even out of a uh, 
me trying to get him to do chores. It was more of a when I would be doing laundry, he would get frustrated because I wasn't paying attention to him and right. he wanted to like be involved. So now it's like I'll bring the basket down and he'll help me put all the clothes from the washer into the dryer. Like I, I just like yes. hand him a sock and say, put it in and he puts it in and he gets all excited and he learned how to shut the door and he can turn the, the dryer on and, and like hit start on it and like can yep. do all of that. It's and he loves it. Yeah, yes. he loves it. <laughs> and, you know, it takes me probably three times as long to do the laundry right, that way. Right. But, you know, I'm able to do it because he is he's having fun and, and it's more of like an enjoyable experience. It's not me as much doing a chore, but just like keeping him entertained. And same with dishes. He loves helping me unload the dishwasher. He'll bring me the plates and obviously he can't reach the cabinets and stuff at that age, but he's able to pull them out of the dishwasher and walk them over to me one by one yep. and I stack them yep. in the in the um, <laughs> cabinet. And like I said, it you know, it probably takes about 10 times as long for the dishes, but he's helping and he feels like he's being helpful and he loves loves it. Yes. When children feel like they're helping and contributing that, you know, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge feeling for them that is so often discounted. You know, when I hear a mom say, oh, but I could do it so much faster by myself. It's not worth it. It's like, no, it's worth it on so many levels. If you look beyond just the, the notion of this is accomplishing this one job, it really, it's, it's building incrementally into their life and their skills and the way that they look at work too. You know, if, if your child has happy memories around doing laundry with mom and, you know, doing dishes with mom, that's going to carry through, you know, they, they remember that stuff. It's powerful. Oh yeah. And I joke with my husband, my husband doesn't do laundry at all. Um, he does a lot of things, but laundry is not one of them. <laughs> and I always give him a hard time. I'm like, our toddler can do laundry and has done more laundry, I think, than you have in this house. <laughs> it's like, that's not true. But <laughs> it just, it's so funny to me. And I'm like, I'm definitely going to raise our, my son or my husband was raised as like, he did the outside stuff and pulled weeds and did the garbage and, and like laundry was not really his thing to do. And right. doing dishes is not really like his thing to do. And I'm like, okay, well, that's one thing is. I'm just going to get our kids involved in all the chores yes. and rotate them. So that way it's not really a, well, that's not really my thing. I'm not any good right. at that. That's always his right. excuses. I'm not good at that. <laughs> it's like, well, yep. you, you can be good at it. You can. You just have to decide you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, do you have any sort of an allowance or other incentives to keep up with chores, whether that's like the daily chores or maybe some of the harder, like more le or less frequent chores? Yes, we do do we do allowances, but we don't do it in the traditional sense. Um, for a child to earn money, they have to do their chores with a good attitude. They have to do it without being reminded, and they have to do it well. So, if one of those things is not in place, then they don't get paid that day. <laughs> um, so, you know, with as many kids as I have, it is kind of hard to keep track of that. But um, I've gotten to the point where my brain can handle it. But um, you know, one of the main reasons that we started doing allowances was less for chores and more so that the kids learned money management skills um, mm -hmm. from an early age, um, which again is a life skill. Um, you know, it's really important for me, for our children to learn to make mistakes with money um, before they leave the house. <laughs> so, um, and this has happened many times, you know, one of the kids will save up, you know, $50 or like $100 over the course of months and months and months and months. And um, they'll say, hey, mom, I want to buy this thing. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, that is cheaply made. It's probably going to break in less than a week. Um, you know, that's I'm thinking that is not a wise purchase. 
And so I'll tell the child, I'll say, well, you might want to consider that, you know, it, it's probably not going to last very long. You need to read the reviews on Amazon. You know, I, I try to guide them towards making a smart choice, but if they decide that they want it, I let them buy it. And then when it breaks and they're out $50 that they saved up, you know, six months or a year to get, then they feel that disappointment and it helps them make better choices in the future. So giving the allowance, not giving, they earn the allowance, but, um, Doing that, I think, is just really important for the kids so that they can start learning how to save. They can start learning, um, you know, how to make wise choices. And they start learning, like, if I'm saving up this this long for something, I need to make sure that what I purchase is actually worth it. And, you know, I just really feel like those lessons are so, so, so important. Um, you know, I'm. it's really important to me not to raise entitled kids. And so we don't, you know, we don't just buy our kids whatever they want. They can save up for it. But, um, and so giving them a way to save up for it is really important to me. So that's why we do allowances. But also, you know, it's not, you know, if the job's done halfway, you don't get paid for it, but you still have to fix the job. <laughs> so um, we use them, we try to use them wisely in that way. Oh, definitely. And that teaches them great life skills. You know, you don't get yes. to show up to your job every day just because you're there and you have a bad attitude and you don't get anything done. You're not going to last very long. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you find that some of your kids are easier to motivate to do their chores than other kids? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. And it just, you know, it comes down to personality. Um, thankfully, I. I have so many kids. So I, I feel at this point, like I have encountered every personality that there is um, and learned how to work with that personality, learn how to motivate individual personalities, learn how to de, de incentivize, you know, other personalities. Um, yeah. It's, it's one of those things, you know, every child is so different. And so in order to be able to motivate your kids to do anything, you really have to know what makes them tick first, right? Because, you know, if, if I'm motivating one child with, you know, if the allowance is the big motivator and another child just wants to spend extra time with me, you know, offering an extra $5 doesn't motivate that child. You know, whereas I say, hey, once you get this big job done, you know, I'll take you out and we can go to Chick-fil-A or something like that. Like that is worth a huge amount for that child. So it, you know, if you've, if you've heard of the, um, the love languages book, mm -hmm. um, that's a really good place to start in figuring out what makes your, your child tick. And then you can deep dive a little bit further once you have a broad understanding of, of, um, how your child operates. But, um, yeah, kids are all so different. Like you, and you really have to, <laughs> you really have to know what works and what doesn't with each individual child. Because, you know, once you, once you figure it out with one child, I guarantee you with the next one, it's going to be different. <laughs> oh, definitely. And for the listeners, um, you, I also interviewed a little while back, Sandra Etherington, and she is a Myers-Briggs expert. And uh -huh. she talked about uh, personality types with your children and yes. how like they, they think differently and they make different decisions and things like that. So that's another great way. I feel like whether the yes, Myers-Briggs sure. personality test, but any personality test, you'll be able to run on your kids and figure out what motivates them, what doesn't motivate them and be able to make I guess, individualized decisions based on yeah, that. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's so helpful just um, in all parenting in general, not just thinking about chores, but um, 
you know, because I mean, that's what parenting is all about. It's, you know, making that connection with your kids and learning how to guide them into adulthood, you know, and if, if you don't really know your child and know who they are and know what makes them tick, um, it's a lot harder because you're just, you know, throwing spaghetti against the wall. Whereas, you know, if you take the time to personality type them, figure out their love language and things like that, like, I feel like it gives you a huge advantage um, over just guessing and trial and error. Oh, definitely. And so you actually have a course to help parents get on this awesome path that that you've kind of gone through the trial and error and found a great way that to get the chores in and, and get your whole family on board. Um, and you have a, a full course for parents to kind of get on that same system? Yes, it's called the Smart Kids Chore System. Um, and it basically um, takes parents um, through really, it's kind of, it sounds kind of hokey, but it's like the journey of getting your kids doing chores. Um, like I mentioned earlier in the interview, I'm really big on making chores habits, which means that you you introduce them slowly, incrementally over time. Um, and so I developed the system to help other parents learn how to do that, introduce the chores in small bits and pieces um, over the course of, you know, like six to eight weeks. Um, until it is just a habit that's built into the day. Um, and, you know, it's been really, really successful. We have over 5,000 women um, and a few men too in the program um, that are implementing with their kids and, you know, having successes every week. So it's really exciting to see other parents take it and run with it and get success in their homes. Oh, definitely. And I'm sure just having that daily, like, schedule of knowing yes. what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, having your kids on board, that the stress levels of any either work at home mom or stay at home mom or even moms that do it on the weekends or after school, it, it's got to relieve so much stress and so much pressure on your days. It does. And you know, the other thing that I think that a lot of, um, a lot of people don't even realize until they're on the other side of it is the the stress relief of having a clean, tidy, welcoming, comforting home cannot be overemphasized. It is so, um, it's, it's, it's so nice to have a place that actually feels like home sweet home. Um, you know, and once, once you're working together as a family and cleaning the house doesn't, isn't a big hairy deal anymore. It's just part of the day. That means that the rest of the day you get to just sit back and like enjoy your home, which is really there's there's so many honestly mental health benefits to just having a comfortable place that feels good and isn't crazy and chaotic and messy and sometimes dirty. You know, I mean, it just really it the benefits of that alone cannot be overstated. And it just you know in in the middle of this quarantine stuff. Um, it's just been so nice to just be quarantined in a home that feels like a good place to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hard to describe, no, but it just, it's nice. I 100% understand because I've been feeling the opposite way because, um, we both work full time. So normally we don't have a toddler here pulling everything out of the shelves and right. playing with all the toys all day. And now, you know, because we're not used to that, we're not used to having the cleanup system it's a disaster in our house all the time. And, and I feel very 
uh, frustrated over it. I, I feel like very entrapped in this house. And then we'll spend the afternoon cleaning and it's clean and everything's tidy. And I can literally feel the weight lifted off my shoulder. So being yes. able to live in that all the time, I I can only imagine the benefit of it. Yeah, it really, it's like a breath of fresh air. Honestly, it just feels mm-hmm. really, really good. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so if parents want to get in touch with you, um, or if they want to sign up for your course, where can they do that? And are you on social media that they can follow along and learn some more tips from you? Yes. So um, you can find the course at smartkidschores.com. And um, I created a little infographic for anyone who might want it. Um, it's my what I call the survival mode of housekeeping, um, which means that in the middle of stress or your busiest times or when you're just feeling overwhelmed, you can still make progress in your home instead of just kind of giving in and letting it all fall apart. So um, I have the link for that. It's um, bit.ly. Oh, shoot. Now I can't remember. <laughs> I think it's bit.ly slash growing our family. Um, maybe you can put it in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So you can sign up and get that. But I'm on Instagram at Freedom Moms, and I am on Facebook. Um, and the Facebook page is um, Family Management with Ashley Bufa. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll link to that download the resource in the show notes along with all of Ashley's social media for anyone who wants to go follow her and and soak in a little bit of that organization and and all these awesome tips that she shared today just on a daily basis, which I know I definitely want that on my feed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's good to have the reminder, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. Is there anything that we didn't cover that uh, you wanted to add? I think that we touched on it all. Perfect. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. I the the amount of tips that we got in this episode are just amazing. And I'm ready to just kind of spend the next hour or two just cleaning up and, and creating these systems <laughs> that we talked about today. <laughs> you can do it. I promise. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Have a great day. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Alrighty. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Growing Our Family Parenting Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, growingourfamily.com, and that's growingourfamily.com to see today's show notes and product links. And again, don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcast so you always get the latest episodes. If you love the show, the easiest way to support us is to share it with any of your mama friends if you're enjoying the content. Just sharing with one other person can really help spread the love and help other parents out. If you're expecting or just want to hear more about growing a baby, check out the Growing Our Family Pregnancy Edition. Please join me next week for another episode. <music>